Many athletes want to get involved in nonprofit work after their sports career. So we'll dig into that today with a former athlete now on a mission to save our oceans. This is Athlete Story and I'm your host, and yeah, Barbie, a former World Top 10 skier in moguls and freeride skiing, now way into life after sports. I invite you to join me and other former athletes here on Athlete Story for resources to help you repurpose your sports career for new exciting opportunities after sports. Here at Athlete Story, we know that some people have an MBA to lean on, but you, you have your sports career, right? Before we dive in, I just want to tease the Successful After Sports Summit that will help you kick off this next decade from home or wherever you choose to tune in from. You see, this is an online conference where I'm bringing on super relevant experts to help you create a life after sports on your terms. Uh, we cover everything from defining what that even means to you, to diving into your identity beyond sports, to practical ways to position yourself as well as career inspiration. And what that's whether you want to land your dream job or create your own business. So head on over to athletestory.com forward slash successful after sports to sign up for more information and get the special offer for the Athlete Story podcast listeners. Today's guest started her own nonprofit in 2015 after a successful career in finance. Karate black belt and water skiing champion Beard Nielsen Legrand started the Animal Fund with the mission to save our oceans issue by issues from endangered whales to ocean pollution. And we'll be talking about her experience with nonprofit work. And what you need to consider, especially as a former athlete, before you engage with any nonprofit organizations at all. And of course, we'll get into how she uses lessons from sports to get results in this new environment. Let's welcome Beard Nielsen Legrand. Beard, I want to talk to you about being on a mission because I think we can say that you are on a mission. That's for sure. <laughs> and before talking about your mission to save the ocean uh, from pollution and plastics in particular, saving animals, before we dig into more about that, I'd like to know where does it come from? Like how do you find out I'm going to dedicate my life to this and go all in? Well, for me, it was very simple because um, I always loved the ocean, I always loved animals. And um, when you reach a certain age and you're finishing or doing all what you have to do in your life, <laughs> for me anyway, that was my, that was how it started. That I realized that, you know, you see what is happening to the world, you see what is happening to the ocean and they're uh, full of all sorts of uh, Pollutions, not only the plastic, but also people dumping toxic in, and uh, and you see the animals going extinct. I mean, you're talking about mass extinction at the moment. So um, that really made me really angry, and uh, wanted me to fight like I've fight, <laughs> been fighting in in my life and in my career before as well. So I just had to do something, and before also we were going too far. I um, wanted to uh, to dedicate the rest of my life to save uh, the animals and to save the ocean, and that's how I started Tap the Animal Farm. I, of course, had to focus, like also a disciplined <laughs> um, tool which you learn very early in, in the sports I've done, and you 
you have to focus on one thing at a time. You cannot just say you want to save the, all animals on Earth. So I started with animals, which were the most important. You started with A before B. The animals uh, which are the most important, we cannot live without, are waste, as they are giving us more than 50% of our oxygen. So those were the first ones we had to save, otherwise, you know, we cannot really go any further. So that is why I started Tough Animal Fund, has been going on now four years and um, had a lot, a lot of issues to cover because everything basically goes together. So when you start uh, with one subject, you know, it leads you on to another subject, but that maybe we can take later. Yeah. Now you started with focusing on the whales, but why start your own foundation? Like, is there not a foundation? focusing on where you could just say, hey, I want to help. Why do you want to start your own? Yeah, that's a very good question because that's, of course, would have been much easier. <laughs> and then I would not have had to to live the last four years without holidays or without weekends because when you start something like this, it's so, so big, you cannot even imagine it. And um, as I said, one subject basically goes into another subject. So it would have been much easier, of course, but... Um, uh, when I started to uh, to basically go into who were there and who were not there out there, the organization already existed, and I saw their philosophy and so forth, and I realized that yes, I could of course uh, be uh, a volunteer in those organizations, but uh, would that really change the issues? Like I would like to change the issues, and as we all know, politics and <laughs> everything else, you know, high life here. That I I think you know that would be too complicated for me. I'm not uh, you know twenty anymore so maybe if I would have been younger it would have been different but today I just wanted to or four years ago I just wanted to do it now and like I think uh, the issues have to be tackled so and that way it was better to start my own yes because yeah. I remember we were we were actually sitting having a coffee when you were considering starting this animal fund and I was like whoa that's uh that's a lot to start with. I wonder if it's going to make any impact. And I can say that I'm super impressed with the impact you're making, not only on people like me who now, like, I see a piece of trash, I go pick it up and put it <laughs> in Good. the trash can. Good. Because I think of, of you and, and you have this power and this energy to communicate what, what you stand for and what this animal fund is. But I mean, where do you find this continuous drive? But you're often meeting with people who really would rather not care about that and would rather not listen to how bad the situation is and would rather not listen to that they should take action as well. So how do you find the energy to keep going like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And um, I understand a lot of people who get burned out and I understand a lot of people who um, you know get discouraged and want to stop because... Uh, it's definitely a lot of tasks to take on and a lot of people would like you basically to shut up a lot of times, very political as well. And uh, many would say, also many of your friends <laughs> would say, you know, anyway, what can you do? You know, you alone or do you really think it's, uh, you can make an impact and it's like a drop in the ocean and all that stuff. I've heard it all five billion times. But uh, for me, it's either you do something or you don't do it. You know, that's so simple. My sport in, in that respect, um, I started very young with the Wat and Jiu and then I 
had a fantastic trainer and who's still my mentor 95 years today. Oh, yeah, and he, uh, you know, what he taught me about, you know, discipline, uh, respect, always, you know, being in front and uh, to stand up uh, what you uh, what you believe in, being humble at the same time. Those qualities have followed me in all my life, you know, how that you try also to analyze the people behind and uh, step back a bit when you have to step back a bit, like you do in a... <laughs> in a fight you know see what's going on and okay you know okay maybe I can attack there a little bit more or I can analyze this and I can turn it around to to your um, benefit that's a little bit how I have tackled basically all my life without knowing it because I started when I was very young and I didn't know what it actually would give me but that's what I've seen looking back now in my life that that is what um, I've done in all my life, basically, my whole career. You know, I was a stockbroker, FX trader, and I was out there, you know, in the big game, you know, financial game. I was just doing what, I, what I've done always, you know, trying, you know, to, to have discipline, respect, and stand up, you know, for what I believe in and go for it. Yeah. And never give up. Yeah. Never ever give up. We talked about this, actually, one of the other episodes, that sometimes the rewards that you get from sports are not like the, the medal or the, it comes in a different form way later in life. And is that what I'm hearing you say? That Absolutely. I don't really care about medals and uh, whatever, you know, it's just a piece of something, you know. Huh? So uh, it's um, the same about the successes you have as either in your sport or, or in your career later on. Uh, on what I'm doing as well, uh, you know, of course I like what people are saying, you know, well done and thank you for what you're doing and so on. Of course it's very nice to hear, but uh, you just have to keep going for your goal, you know. It's nice, of course, to, to hear things like this, but what really matters is the end of your goal, you know. Where are you going? And stick to that and never ever lose focus. Just keep on your way here. And that I see, you know, because you're covering, as we do so many things, you know, captivity, massacre and all environmental issues, like plastic pollution, overfishing and all animal greens and cosmetic, you cover all that and then one take you to another piece and so on. And, and of course, you know, you get bombarded from all sides and you can kind of think, okay, well, where should I start? Where should I begin and finish? And what is it all about? And then in the end, oh, it's too much, you know. As in sport, you just, you know, keep on being focused, discipline. One thing first, then another one, and then you'll get it done. And then at the same time, stay humble and collect your friends and be nice to them. Yeah. And that's what matters. And um, always have good people around you. Stick to your right uh, people. That's very, very important. And never ever compromise. Compromises on anything, you know, how because you can always in life, you know, compromise that this person can help me there. So even that this person is not a nice person or a good person or have the same values as you, you know, you need them and, you know, you can't. Can, can you give an example without oh, naming names? <laughs> names but. No, no names. But there's so many, you know, people who, you know, people who want, just want to be with you or, or you want to be with them because they can give you something or they can help you there and so on. You see that the whole time. Yeah, kind of like with the sponsorships. Yes, yeah. with the sponsorships and also, you know, before in your life and so on. You can see that the whole time or people want to hang out with you, you know, for what you've done and so on. Well, all that actually is, in my opinion, not very good energy and will never finish correctly because then you give up your values. And I don't want to give up my values. I'd rather stay uh, small or smaller 
than the big guys and then stick to my values and stick to my focus and can look in the mirror every morning and say, okay, you're doing a difference and you're doing it from your heart and what's from you, what you believe in. I haven't sold my soul or I haven't sold myself exactly like, like I never did in my sports or in my career. But why do you think it's, it's so hard to get to play the big game without going on compromise with your values? I think it is because what we have seen until now is what you're exactly saying. That people are playing the big game and they, you know, they compromise and they get funded P and they and so on. But have that helped anywhere in the world? No. I mean, what we're seeing is getting worse and worse. It's like a diet that never worked. <laughs> you know, everybody knows what to do, but we keep on doing the same mistakes. It's the same thing, you know. We know that the ocean is polluted. We don't need five million other people out there researching on going on boats and saying, okay, fund me for a trip for the next three years, you know, because you are, you know, we want to study the ocean and see polluted. Yeah. We, we don't need that. We know it's polluted. We know, you know, plastic is killing our earth. We know toxic is killing our earth. We know that there is ingredients in the cosmetics which will toxify us and which creates cancers and maybe one of the reasons why the cancer rate is so high. We know all those things. There's no need to study anything anymore. Just get on with it and do it and find solutions. And this is what, what I want to do and uh, what we are busy doing. And not all this hypocrisy about, you know, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, but where is the fact? Where is that? I mean, we know it. That's the facts. So just get on with it and find uh, solutions. And I'm sure that there are people out there, big guys as well, who are willing to be with honest people. I'm absolutely sure. And I continue until I find enough of them to we can become to a level where we can make a huge difference. But sometimes it's not that obvious if a sponsorship or a collaboration is a good thing and you're with the right people or if it's bad association. Because I remember you telling me you were about to get a sponsor and then doing some a little bit of digging, you found out that they were actually doing stuff that somehow funding other stuff that directly was against saving the ocean. And you don't want to be associated with that. That's a lot of due diligence that you have to do in order yeah. to... That's part of the work. Yeah. That's part of the work. Yeah. But that's part of professional work for me. For me, it's like any other work. It's like any other work. I mean, you do your work proper. You first find out, you know, are those guys good or they're not good. Instead of jumping in and blindly and saying, yes, thank you very much for the next uh, whatever amount you can give. No, you find out, are they good? Do they have the same values as you have? And then we can talk. Of course, some way... Down the line, you know, you cannot analyze any everything and some things might be hidden and it's not public information and so on. And you find out maybe later that that's inevitable. Yeah. But I'm talking about the obvious things. Yeah. Like when we first started, you know, we were called by energy company, you know, our BP or the oil companies, you know, you know, can we be uh, associated with you? I mean, for God's sake, well, you're calling me. We just started, you know, <laughs> two people, you know, we have hardly done nothing and you want to be associated with us. This is obvious, you know. So, uh, you know, there are things which are pretty clear and then some things you have to dig a little bit into. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, as athletes, either we get solicited by all kinds of charity funds and people with, you know, supposedly good good missions and, and sometimes it comes from ourselves that we would like to make a difference and would like to be part of it. 
What are some of the things that you would be looking out for to check out before you say, yes, yes, that sounds great. Now we're living in this technology world, you know, how so everybody can Google everything more or less. Go in and Google what are they doing and what are they saying about them. And of course, not only looking at their website, because their website, of course, they're the best. And, and do a little bit of research to see if those are people also you want to work with. So it's important that uh, as an athlete, you know, you have uh, done a, you have a, had a big career before you, a lot of sacrifices. I know that. So uh, you want to be also with somebody who shares your value and research who they are, talk around and so on, and then meet with those people before you do anything. If those people will not meet with you, I mean, they're definitely feeling superior, <laughs> better than you, and then you should not even bother. Try to have a feel for them before. We have some fantastic ambassadors, and they're one very high sports profile, Paula Radcliffe. You know, I met with her, and she just completely stood up to, to everything what I was looking for. An honest, decent, humble, valuable person who has good disciplines and, and good... Uh, Fantastic values, you know, and, and really want to make a difference to save in the world for her children as well, for everybody, you know. So she fits completely into our strategy. I'm sure, you know, for, for her, it has been a good fit or it is a good fit still, you know. So we are very happy. That is what the, what we look for and should also be the other way around, huh? that we can work together on the same yeah. principle. Don't sell your soul short. <laughs> <laughs> When you start your own project, how do you feel about delegating? Coming from, from a sports world again, where you are alone as a fight and so on, you know, how you, you, of course, you are used to be alone and uh, my career and the training business on you alone, you're always responsible for your own result. As a water skier competitor as well, you're only on yourself. So, so of course, for me, it's difficult to delegate because I want to, um, but I have very high standards as well. So, uh, as I'm very perfectionist and I want, you know, in my world, we have one shot. <laughs> like in the sports world, you have one shot to either win or lose. And that's the same thing, you know, when you're having association and you're trying to, uh, to build up your image for what you stand for. You have one shot, you know, one, one chance. So, um, I cannot afford to delegate to just a big mass because, uh, that would be, uh, you know, taking too many chances of what can go wrong. Of course, I, I delegate. We have about 100 volunteers and uh, people come and help, but that is mostly for the events, but as we have events nearly every week, so they are there. So we have a very, very good base of uh, volunteer help. So that is my sort of delegation. For the daily work, which is a huge uh, portion, because administration stuff is basically 90%, but it's close to. Before events, after events, so sponsors, partners, uh, you know, or communications, marketing, and so on. That's more difficult, but uh, we have people who, you know, uh, will tap, who help us, of course, I, and uh, I delegate, but uh, in the last uh, end, of course, it always comes back. But that's how it is, you know, that's how it is. You just have, when you start things like this, you just have to realize that there's nothing called holidays or weekends anymore. This is your thing. This is like your sports. This and is not that. for you and not for your family. No. <laughs> <laughs> because your whole family is involved in this, right? Yeah, but it's you get smitten as well. I didn't put that on top of the head and say you have to be here with me. It's something that you get so involved that you cannot not want to go into it. Uh, it's right in front of your doorstep, you know, the, the ocean, the sea, you know, maybe, or if you don't live next to the ocean, if you live in the forest or you, you are in the street or in the town, you, you see all the, the pollution everywhere. So... It's not something like I'm inventing. 
and you have to help, <laughs> it's right on your doorstep. So we know it, and the media is bombarding us with all the climate change and all the problems we got, and no more fish in the sea, and no more this and no more that. So you know, it's obvious we have to react. We have to react. Otherwise, we will have no future in front of us. So, what are the uh, the prime ways that you react? You react like what are the ways that you make a difference? For me, what really counts is action. That's that's the most important thing. I think it's your visibility. Not all talk the whole time and not research, as I said before. For I think we are known, or I'm sure we are known for actions. Tap is known for actions. So that's why we have so many events. And uh, the actions we're having is uh, creating awareness uh, of what is going on, but also tell everybody what you can do to help. Because if people there are saying, okay, uh, well, oh, well, this is horrible, all that, oh, it's not so nice, and so on, you know, they will get depressed, and, uh, and after a while they don't want to listen anymore because it's too much. You know? But if you then give them hope and you say, okay, yeah, it is like that, but you can actually do a difference. You know, mm -hmm. everybody can make a difference. Like you see with Greta Thunberg, what difference she has made, one little girl, 16 years old, six million people up on the street of climate change you know, over a month ago. It's incredible. So everybody can make a difference. And this is our role to say, okay, you're here now. If you want to change your life, uh, I'm wanting to make an impact. You start with, you know, not using plastic bottles, but using our stainless steel bottle. Because, uh, we uh, have had a campaign in, you know, for the last four years. Instead of those plastic bags, uh, you know, use a canvas bag huh? or a cup, you know, and use a bamboo cup or a toothbrush, a bamboo toothbrush, you know. Or so that's one of the things I appreciate with the association is that you do a good job of communicating solutions like what we can actually do and not just pointing fingers and saying this is bad and these are bad guys but also providing alternative solutions that, that with just a little bit of change of, of a habit we can make an impact yeah exactly we are just humans you know we're all humans and um, and we all just like to uh, of course have a good time and uh, be happy and that's why you know we like holidays we like christmas we like everything which is enjoyable you know huh? of course you know if you only get bombarded with all the bad things that the world is you know, you know going on and so on you know then you won't get much of change you know you 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 have to, to you tell. get hushed yeah <laughs> exactly so you have really to give people tools and hope you can do something but also tell them what they can do And that's why we love to go around. So every time we have our stands, we work a lot uh, with um, zero deshare, uh, zero, zero zero plastic, and you know, all uh, stores and so on. So we basically can say, okay, so here's all the bad items, all the plastic items, you know, and here's all the good alternatives you can use, and those you can actually buy there and there and there, or you can Google and find them on the internet, you know, huh? but some people don't bother, so, but if we send them, you know, just over the corner, there's a shop, you know, who's selling those toothbrushes, there's a shop over there who sells the shampoo bus, there's a shop there, uh, you know, who is selling for the deodorant, huh? instead of uh, all these chemicals, there's a shop there, there's that, that, and off top of that, we also have made our own sunscreen, you know, with uh, no chemicals in, you know, huh? so that was sold out within an afternoon, so you can see people are really looking for it, you know, they are looking for it. And if you give them an alternative like this and saying, okay, here it is, they take it. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. 
So I actually don't really understand why there are not more shops, alternative shops opening up. You know, non-plastic or you know, zero, zero waste shops. You know, it should be exploding everywhere. I, I don't really get that. You know, but because we actually see consumers being more and more ready. I saw in the news that people use that app on the phone to to go find out where the products from and what are the toxins that are in there and and, and how the industry, some of them, yeah. are trying to to change the formula just to make it more attractive. So it gets a green light instead of a red light on these apps. Yeah. So technology is kind of going in there and supporting these things and, and making it easier for the consumer yeah. to, to make a choice. With the social media, it, it, we see the things, like we see those, those uh, islands of trash and all this, and it once you have that, mm-hmm. it's not so abstract anymore. Can feel need so exactly just, yeah exactly so it's visible huh mm-hmm. so people are there yeah so w- would you try and go out and affect the industry like uh, like the big manufacturers and or do you always try to go for the consumer well in my world there is two partners out here they are the mass and they are the top the government the authorities mm-hmm. and um, what is easiest to make changes in. For me, it's the mass, because apparently it's not working with the authorities and the governments. You know, we are not the first one out here. I mean, there's many behind us or before us who have have tried, you know, or still trying. It hasn't changed. (laughs) It's because it must be very difficult. So I don't even bother, (laughs) to be honest. We have already asked uh, for fountains. We have our bottles, stainless steel bottles, which we are trying to everybody to run around with. So you have your bottle the whole time. So we focus on one thing at a time. Again, you know, be disciplined and take one thing at a time. But if you don't have fountains or where you can refill and so on, for some people it might be that difficult. For me, not. I just go into wherever place, a restaurant, bar, whatever, and ask them to fill it up. But for some. They don't like to ask, so it would be easy for that. So we have to ask for the contents, you know. But until now, you know, some has, but not fast enough. You can do both. You can make uh, suggestions to the governments in that matter, you know, for the, for the contents. Or also what we have been saying as well, uh, make uh, signs of uh, fees uh, structure that if you, for example, uh, you know, throw a cigarette down or you throw a whatever bottle down or any waste down, you know, that will cost you X amount. They have that in several uh, towns, you know, not, not enough, but in, in some towns. They have it, and those towns are earning a lot of money, of course. Paris has cost uh, 68 euros if you throw a cigarette down on the floor, and they 30, they gave 36,000 uh, fees last year in the town alone. I mean, it's it's helping them a lot, you know, in their you know them you know policy for, for for the waste as well. So money wise, so I don't understand the government in that direction either. They can earn so much money on it, so why not? And it's good. I mean, for me, it's good for the nature. You know. We try both for the mass and the government, but we, uh, you know, I would say that it's probably easier to change the mass. I want to get back to the athlete's perspective. So you said you have uh, Paula Radcliffe, the marathon runner, as an ambassador for the Animal Fund. Yeah. Why do you want to have an ambassador, like an athlete ambassador? How does that help your foundation to have an athlete represent you? 
Well, I mean, she's very well known in the English community for sure and worldwide as well. Huh? I think it's uh, really good uh, to combine as well that when we are doing events like Running for the Ocean or mm-hmm. Bayton, that it makes sense that you have uh, a figure like this also representing us, our association. So, of course, it gives us more visibility, it gives us more attendance. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, for us, it's really good as well. But I also think the other way around is good for her reputation as well. So it's both. We have Emily Fay as well, who is the was the world champion in uh, in Kayak as well. So uh, and, and she says the same thing, you know, for her. She's an honor for her as well. Huh? So I think it's good for everybody, huh? Yeah. But that's why it has to fit because they need also to believe in what you do and how you are as a person. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Taking a purpose that kind of aligns with who you are and maybe even with your sport is is the obvious way to go around it. Yes, very much so in our association. So, there you go. If you want to join some kind of a, a doing good project or join an association or even start your own like Mary does, find out what do you stand for, first of all. And then go approach the people that you want to help. Go make that change. It can be done. Thank you. If you have any fellow athletes or people who you think could benefit from listening to this, of course I'd be very grateful if you'd share this Thank podcast. Thank you for listening to Athlete them. Story. You are awesome. If you are yourself a world-class athlete or former, don't hesitate to come over on athletestory.com and check out more free stuff and resources to help you thrive in and benefit from your sports career. Dare to prepare. Then get yourself out there. Stay in touch.